Welcome back. It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. I am Aaron Smith, joined as always by the self-proclaimed best producer. I, I don't know what's coming with 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 what what has gone on with your week, but apparently you you have declared yourself a dunce. We'll, we'll get to that at yeah. the end of the show. But uh, the self-proclaimed best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall. It may be the guy who makes me shake my head more than anybody else. Yeah, but possibly could have saved your butt last week, so let's just go ahead and put that out there. Look, there's been plenty of times where you saved my ass. Yes. All right. You also make me shake my head more than I think anyone in my life. Uh, and also... I've met your sisters. Touche. They don't listen, so you're, you're good. Uh, and the other half of the Bearcat Brunch, Jeff Howell. And we are joined by special guest, friend of the show, Clay Snowden of Just Baseball. Clay underscore S N O. Well, Clay's got Clay's got a burner and a regular account. So. Ooh, did I have to tell tell you why I switched that? No, I was like writing about all of the MLB, and it was just you know. No. Uh, Oakland Athletics off-season outlook by Clay Reds just sounded so damn stupid, so I had to change it. <laughs> I do remember you bringing that up. Yeah, I like, I I, that, I've yeah. gone down here, like oh, I'm, in, I'm in just baseball, and I'm not writing about just the Reds, and it just doesn't flow right whenever you're trying to read yeah, something about the, the Tigers with a, a Reds name yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, how was everybody's oh. Christmases, though, before we get into the... Uh, oh, well. I know. We'll, we'll get to this, Elkern underscore 28. We will get there, I promise. It's on our list of things to talk about. Yeah. Sad. Um, but how was everybody's good. Christmas? Yeah. This was good. Kids got everything they wanted. You know, Carrie and I try to, like, we don't do things for each other. Like, we don't get gifts for each other for Christmas. We kind of just don't. Uh, we didn't either. Like, it's, it may, like, it's just, it's just easier. Like, it, when we want something throughout the year, we get it. Like, and then like, but we get everything for the kids. They got everything they wanted. Uh, Santa brought them lots of cool things, and we brought them lots of other cool things. So, um, they enjoyed it. I think Declan is most excited about his uh, football card collection that he started uh, through, through everybody who bought him Bengals cards, and then I bought him a a uh, a stack. Oh, that's nice. Pro, a potential Desmond Ritter card, huh? Ooh, yeah. how'd you get that one? Uh, I don't know. Max bought a pack of cards when he was at Walmart last week, and he got a whole bunch of Chiefs cards in this pack. I feel like his pack had like 40 cards in it, um, but he got a couple Chiefs cards in his pack, and then he had that. He pulled and his favorite team's the Chiefs, and having a, a UC player in a pack, it was just it was crazy. That's awesome. When we were awesome. – so, like, for Declan, I stopped at this card shop that I always stop at, and the guy's like, look, I, they don't really send us – many boxes of football cards anymore you know, they send them ma- mainly to like you know walmart target whatever yeah. it's like i got i got these two uh cards that are nfl they're the panini nfl player of the day promotion cards there's like two cards in the pack i'm like right. he's like they're free you can have them like because i was buying pokemon cards for my other son so uh, you know give him the Declan. i'm like look those are i don't know you know what the deal is with them but there you go. You can have those two with the other ones. So he's opening his cards. He gets to those. He opens it. He's like, oh, Joe Burrow's in here. I'm like, cool. So puts it down. The card underneath it is a, a Derrick Henry 
foil nine of ten, like stamped nine of ten. Oh wow! I was like, nice. I, I, it's probably worth like thirty bucks or something, like very minimal. But like to say that it's like stamped nine of ten is kind of neat. Yeah, but he's pretty that stoked about cool. that. He's got it like in an acrylic case already. <laughs> he was like, yeah, bend it. Display. With the screws, like one of the one of the cases, no, your damn fingerprints off of it, Dad. No, they, they're right. magnets now, Aaron. They're magnets. Yeah, they're now. magnets. They get held together with mag. It's a it's magnetic. Man, I'm old. Yeah. All right, I go ahead, Ed. I've taken up day. too much time. <laughs> right. Ed, how was your Christmas? Uh most good. I mean, we Michelle and I gets each other minimal gifts, but she, she got like a food uh, saver sealer thing and some shoes. And uh, I got a, I got a Dennis Rodman jersey. Which team? Bulls. Mm, Black. Question, There's actually a great Dennis Rodman book uh, behind me here that I just recently read. I can't show. Bad the... as I want to be. Huh? Bad as, as I want to be? be. Yeah. When he's, he's like, dressed up like a female. Oh, we're probably not appropriate for the YouTube live stream. Don't want you all to get flagged, but highly suggest it. I've read some clips, like some excerpts from it. It's what I've read has been amazing. It's a wild ride. The first like chapter is just like I don't want to get into it. Actually, it's a little dark, but it's wild. I know he breaks his dick like three times in the book. So. <laughs> Whoa! Spoiler alert. That? Oh, Desmond Ritter and Alex Pierce. Alex. Oh, Alec. That's yep. what I said. Yeah, we oh. had his dad on the show and everything. You're adding weird letters to his name. I said Alec. How much was that card? Uh, right now, fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it was Brennix's first Christmas here, and that was fun. We didn't do a ton for her because she won't remember this one, but yeah. we will. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Get her an ornament that says "Baby's First Christmas," <laughs> baby shirt, and then a couple like you know, toys to chew, a couple, a couple Pretty baby, a couple yeah. baby chew toys, and send her on her way. You guys nailed it. It's like you've done this before. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> uh, um, that way Clay can take down some notes. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing right now? I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Um, a lot of show We'd to ask Clay how his Christmas was. That's fine. Well, I, I thought he would I thought he'd pipe up. Literally, dude. I mean, yeah, it was fine. Nothing first, big. Like I don't Christmas, have kids to entertain. I don't Christmas. have any cool stories. I got a soda stream to make carbonated water. Like Next, go on. First married Christmas, though, right? That's right. That is you, right. You guys, yeah, that went well. You guys put up a, a tree. Uh, a very pathetic fake thirty dollar tree. That's disgusting. That's <laughs> with an ornament that says our hey. first. So Christmas. we had somebody over last night. One of Spencer's friends, and she, about an hour into it, was like, "Listen, I don't want this to sound rude. I really don't. But like, you all have a nice house, and the tree is not nice enough for the house." I was like, "Holy shit." You're right. Like I'm, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate that. But geez, man, come on now. Hey, that's a good friend. That's yeah. A good friend. yeah. If they felt comfortable enough to tell you that your your tree sucks balls, then well, yeah. We yeah. went. We went from a live tree the first like probably I don't know two ish years we were together, and then like we went out and bought the oh maybe a little bit longer than that, but then we went and bought the the fake tree about I don't know five years ago. And it's been a seven foot fake tree and it gets topped with a Santa Claus hat and that's it. Like this year we didn't even put 
We didn't even put ornaments on it this year. Just the ones that the kids brought home from school. So there was like still like 30 ornaments on the tree. And there just wasn't a lot of time for Christmas decorating this year. Well, with that said, let's get into our first topic. The Cincinnati Bengals against the New England Patriots. Ended up being a weird game. Um, it, they played the first half was borderline boring, as the Bengals were scoring. I think because it was on Christmas Eve on a Saturday, like everything just felt off. Um, it didn't feel like a, a NFL Sunday. Obviously, it was a Saturday, but just everything felt weird about the game. Um, I know that there were reports coming in before the game that Evan McPherson was struggling to make kicks. Um, that played out. Um, but the Bengals win somehow, some way. And <laughs> what felt like one of those games that maybe the Patriots would have come back and won. But they snapped the losing streak in Foxborough as they had not won there in 36 years. 22-18. Oh my God. So basically they played, they played – uh, one half of football last week. They played one half of football this week, and if they yeah. had only played those halves on one of the weekends, we'd have gotten blown out on the other one. So, good to go, right? They find a way to win. <laughs> you Despite win the refs. That oh. Patriots team is by far the worst coach Bill Be- Belichick team. They have Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator, a shitty coach to begin with, but a defensive guy, and you could see it from the beginning with them. They did not draw up anything to help Mac Jones whatsoever. Third and fives, guys going deep, um, poor protection. I mean, that whole offense has been a disaster. And two weeks in a row for the Patriots, a team that used to pride themselves on, you know, winning all the time and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's the GOAT. Back-to-back weeks, they shoot themselves in the foot. The ridiculous turnover for touchdown last weekend and then this past weekend against the Bengals, the fumble – when I'm watching the game, and don't kill me here, being a Bills fan, I'm cheering for the Patriots because I'm scared of Cincinnati, and I'm scared of Cincinnati <laughs> in the one seed. So I'm cheering for the Patriots. I was so fucking uh, sorry, so freaking no, pissed. Go ahead. I was so fucking pissed <laughs> when they fumbled it, and I just sat there like, this is the change in times. It's no longer the New England Patriots that we have grown to know over the past two decades. This is a different Patriots team. And it's a different Bengals team, right? And no, we are no. seeing something right now that's pretty interesting because you're seeing the Bengals kind of transition into a more of the powerhouse and kind of a stable-looking look, franchise, something that they have not been over the past two decades. And you're seeing the Patriots falling apart. It's, I love it. The fumble was fantastic. Um, Belichick, more like Belichick, am I right? Hey. I don't think he's that good. I think I think Tom Brady carried him his whole career. Huh. Not the first person to have that opinion, believe it or not, Ed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the lukewarm take. Uh, but Joe Burrow had a monster day, uh, despite having a weird half. Uh, goes for 40 of 52 for 375 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, uh, sacked twice. Um Running game never really got going a ton. Uh, Joe Mixon only 16 carries, 65 yards, did average four. Uh, but T. Higgins, huge day, eight catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Trenton Irwin 
three grabs, 45 yards, two touchdowns. How about that guy? Do we have the best number four wide receiver in the league? I, I think we do. I just think there's not enough tape on him that no one knows what the hell he's doing out there. Uh, uh, there is. There's all the way back to a Velveeta commercial kind of tape like on I said, that guy. There's, there's, no, there's no tape on that guy. <laughs> Isn't that kind of what happens when you have three really, really good wideouts and you you know you have one absolute elite wideout and one that's borderline there? That fourth guy's just eating, right? If you put him on the Giants, like I'm not so sure he's making a name for himself. But well, you Danny Dimes is no Joe Burrow either. Right, exactly. I mean, he did. I mean, he had he had some good games there when like Jamar and and yeah, like especially the one game where like there was no Jam. Well, or there I guess Jamar was playing, but like T and Tyler Boyd were out because Tyler Boyd's finger went through the skin. Um, and I still don't think and, he's right, considering no. he's being targeted very little. Oh yeah, well, and you got to think, dude. Like it was like he's seven. It was like it was like seven degrees. He's yeah. in concussion protocols right now. Tyler, Tyler Boyd, Boyd is. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said T. Higgins. My bad. No. T. Higgins is? I saw that. Uh, I saw a tweet today that said he's in uh, concussion protocols. I will I will double check for verification. On I'm that. looking right now. Uh, I mean, the other thing, like, so Trent Irwin, the dude, like, as long as you can catch the ball, like, Joe Burrow is going to put it where, like, where you're able to do that. But he's made some pretty good, like, kind of that back, those back shoulder catches where, Gibber throws probably the best back shoulder ball of any quarterback in the league. Uh, and then you got T. Higgins, who I, I want to say is probably the sneaky strongest person I've, I've ever seen. He, it seems like every time he catches the ball, he's dragging people like three, four, five extra yards, like bowling through dudes. And he just, he doesn't like put off the, like I'm a, like a very bulky, like Travis Kelsey going to carry dudes down the field kind of, guy and he gets his eight foot tall and his mom calls him out every time he drops a pass yeah also, i love that he's not in concussion protocol his name was brought up several times in comparison with the tuatagavailoa concussion that was suffered was last night um as yeah. it comes his Weird. third concussion of the season but people were saying that they didn't have the same energy when T Higgins was concussed twice. Although he has said he has only been concussed once. He did miss two games for that concussion though. All right. Then. Best producer in the world. Not the best doctor in the world. Ed. I'm not one of those internet doctors. That's for yeah, the best. Yeah. yeah. You'd be, you'd be more like patch Adams. <laughs> Good movie. I might call me Doogie Hauser. Um, so Jeff, I mean, Looking at that game, obviously that was a must win. Uh, all of the games since the bye week have been must wins. Yeah. Uh, was there a point in time where you thought, like, all right, this this is this is going to be the one that we lose? Um, when they when they were driving back down, I mean that drive that they had when they were going down before the fumble was forced. I was like, is this really how this is going to end? Like, we're going to lose to Mac Jones because it's seven degrees out and I don't like the team just didn't come out the second half. Like we're just not going to be able to make any, like we're going to make Defense any turn. Did. Like we're not going to make any turnovers happen here. And then, you know, then you get the fumble and you're like, all right, it's still Remember, there was, over. There was like, another fumble before that. That wasn't ruled, not a fumble because yeah, that, the NFL the officials re- need to be investigated. <laughs> that's one of the most ridiculous <laughs> rules 
All right. Maybe we should change the rule because I've been thinking about this because there's an easy way to change that rule. If you are underhanding the ball or shovel passing the ball and it fumbles, it should just be a fumble. Like an underhanded pass should always be a fumble. Yes. Like so like if I the, under so if I underhand pass it five yards forward and you bobble, bobble, it. and it hits the ground, fumble. Look, don't be an asshole. Treat it, treat Throw the it ball the like it should be thrown. Don't be an Any asshole. Any incomplete pass should be a fumble. How about that? Ooh. <laughs> oh That's man. That's rough. That'd be interesting. Come on, Clay. But no, so you're, you're saying treat it the same as like a, a backwards lateral. Yeah, it, it's stupid. How do you go back and watch that replay, though, and not see that that was that, a fumble? That, that he's changing hands. It's here, because and his hand gets hit, and then he pushes it forward. Here's, here's the ball the thing, is Ed. in the air when he puts his hand forward. Like, it, was, it, was ruled, it was ruled not a fumble on the field, though, and you have to produce evidence beyond a shadow of a doubt. There was evidence produced on the show! I'm... I'm just saying you have to produce enough evidence without beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was not or that it was a fumble at that point. And honestly, in the in the 30 seconds they have to view six angles, it was close. But it went to commercial and came back. I would not say it was close. Like and, and yeah, I'm okay. I, we're all Bengals fans here, so it's like you're just doing what <laughs> Evan. Like you're just doing what you, you know saying what you're going to say but when you change when you change the ball from your dominant throwing hand to the other hand and it's pinned against your body mm-hmm. and you don't make the transition and then you're just like so it's like it, it is literally fumbling out of your hand so you just kind of push your hand forward like you're doing a some kind of one of those underhand passes this is, this is all alleviated if you call a shovel pass or an underhand pass a fumble if it just if it's not if it's if, not caught if also, just, any pass that you throw from your non-dominant hand should be called a, th- a fumble as well. If it's just pooted onto the Regar- field. Regardless of if it's an overhand throw with your non-dominant regardless. hand. You, at the beginning of the game, you have to declare your dominant your, hand. Yeah, you have to declare. Or, or maybe is that is that something you have to do at the at the start of each snap? You have Play, to say, like, yeah, before you have to say yeah, the quarterback is registering. Left hand super has, fan. Been, I, has, I, has checked in as eligible. I get it. It's one thing that UCF Superfan says it's one thing to throw it forward. It's another thing to have an already slipping ball get nudged forward. But the way that the rule is written in the book, there's no way to discern that if it's nudged forward while still in the hand ish, they're calling it a pass. Again, this is all alleviated. If you just say an underhand ball or a shuffle pass is a bullshit pass anyway, and just make all of them fumbles if they don't get caught. Otherwise, don't be an asshole throwing these bullshit shovel passes and underhand passes. They're dumb. But isn't Craig is, stat should be investigated? But isn't the uh, isn't Foxborough the birthplace of the tuck, the rule? tuck rule? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you're never gonna get a New England quarterback with a fumble. That's not gonna happen. See? Like I said, I I think I fixed it, but that's up to you all to be the judge. I mean, I don't hate that if we're being honest. Yeah, because it's an asshole move. It would Patrick Mahomes would no longer have highlight real plays because if he's doing that bullshit, he wouldn't be doing it anymore. You'd have to catch it anyway. Well, can I we mean, talk I, to the Rock about maybe implementing this in the XFL and see how it goes? Why don't like the left-handed to, throw, like if you, if you get a hold of the Rock, and, if you get a hold of the Rock, and that's what you decide to talk about, more power to you. On Twitter. That's exactly um, what he would talk about. <laughs> Defensively, this team looked fantastic, though. Uh, they continue to 
amaze me week Make after clutch week. Plays. Yeah. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt looked great. Mike Hilton, welcome back. DJ Reader, again, looking like just how he got snubbed is beyond me in the Pro Bowl. I guess because he, hey, he missed like five games, but don't even bring up that bullshit Pro Bowl. Yeah, uh, okay. The Pro it's... Bowl is the last thing you know. In baseball, we talk about this guy made this many All Stars. I never want to hear that with the Pro Bowl. Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl, and Josh Allen did not last year. Taylor Hundley, who started like three games, is a reserve in the Pro Bowl this Which year. Like, is... It's the dumbest bananas All Star event in professional sports. No one watches it. And it should well, have zero. Don't they just play flag football there now? Like, might they might as well. Don't even, they don't yeah, even bring play. back the rock jock, the rock jock MTV I, rock jock flag football game. And just I, have, that's, I thought that's all they I, like. Legitimately, it's it is. I didn't think it's they flag played. football starting this year. Yeah, yeah so let's, do, let's do players versus celebrities, and let's let's do this. Tyreek Hill said, "Since we're not going to tackle anymore, why not just have it in the middle of the season, like the uh, like baseball does or the NBA does? Like, why are we even waiting until the end of the season? It'd give everybody a bye week in the middle of the year." It's not the worst idea I've ever heard. I hate it. You're gonna get like, you know, a couple of 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 players who just go on like a three week heater and get in the Pro Bowl, and it's gonna <laughs> be ridiculous. Nobody would actually go. They don't want that week off, right? You're yeah. not gonna have why, it. You're not gonna have would, it in Hawaii. Like, why? Why would anybody like want Trent you know, their, their star player to go? <laughs> yeah, like why? Why would anybody want their star player to go play flag football in the middle of the season? Though, like, why is like, anybody going to play you, flag you football? Shred, you shred your ACL like halfway through the season now. Like, you on a non-contact injury. You, hey, you hey, ripped hey. off the first six weeks, seven weeks of the season. All like you're seven and zero going into the the Pro Bowl All Star Weekend or whatever they call it, and then after that you lose like. Two of your best guys in the Pro Bowl. Hey Zach, uh, Chase made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, sent Trenton. Ha! I missed it. That was funny in my head. All right. I totally missed it. Were you saying that Chase would just tell him to send Trenton to the Pro Bowl? I was saying Zach was saying just send Trenton, but uh. Yes, with the listening. I was, I was trying to decipher if you if you were speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, obviously, this team has only two games left. Uh, two very important games, though, as they come against the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. If they can make sure they hold off the Ravens regardless of what happens against Buffalo, uh, then they clinch the division. They clinch um, a home field game. Uh, and I don't know. It's It's been a wild ride of a season thus far. Yeah. Um, what, what do you guys – so we, Collins is out. Lyell Collins, done for seven months. He is shelved. ACL. What do you guys? What are your? What is your take on uh, on no. the, the call for Big Wit to come back? It'd be no. great if he was in shape, but he's not in shape, and he's he says not he a is right tackle. Shape. He's not a right tackle. Move some guys around. You don't go from not playing professional football to playing professional football in a week. The only person he said it would take two weeks. He said it would take two weeks, so he'll be ready for the he'll be ready for the playoffs. And yeah, if I, we if we if we get know. a first round bye, then he's he has three weeks for prepare. I think that disrupts your locker room as well because you have, 
that yes. and the, the gel of the offensive line, like he himself talked about it several times this season after Thursday night football games about how like you know offensive lines take time to to figure each other out and work. Like we have we have backups on this roster that have at least taken some snaps together with them. Like, and then you're asking to bring him in. He's gonna. They're gonna move him. They're not gonna bring him in and say, "Okay, you're just gonna play right tackle." They're gonna bring him in and put him at left tackle, and then they're gonna have to move guys around. Yeah, Who is I, so like now? You're you want to you want to go in and like and jumble your offensive line going into the playoffs just to bring I, back Andrew Whitworth? I, I it doesn't make any sense to me. I I, I think he's a leader. Down, I think I think, I think deep down he knows it doesn't make sense too. Right. We also we also bring in a guy at tackle in Hakeem Adeniji, who, believe it or not, started in the fucking Super Bowl last year. Well, I know, I know that. And obviously, also, it's not going to happen. I mean, Jack Taylor even said today, "We got guys in the locker room. Don't worry about it." Again, because you disrupt the locker room. That's like saying that I know you've been with us all year, but you were never really good enough. Yeah. It's not you don't good. you don't do it. I mean, what the the Rams had to bring uh, Eric Weddle in last year because like they just didn't have anybody there. I get it. I that's well, not a good idea. I don't think I'm they're for to do that. Uh, UCF super fan brings up something that I, I feel like I talk about this with my brother in laws at least once a week. Like how much better the AFC is than the NFC. It's it is ridiculous. Absurd. Yeah. I don't. So I I didn't realize this. I guess like in the CFL like. It can happen where like two teams from the same conference end up in the championship game because I think they do like they do like though? they do like wild card seeding or something in the like the way they seed things in the playoffs. Or, uh, I guess the I could only be totally they... wrong. I could be, I, I could have interpreted what I was told totally wrong, but well, pretty sure. I mean, even what... if they do, like let, let's just say they do, why have conferences? Is it just for scheduling purposes? I guess. I, silly. I could be wildly off on that. I'm not a like CFL like connoisseur. It's just what I had heard. I didn't double check it because I, I ESPN plus the only time I watch the CFL is the Grey Cup, and that's only whenever there's a lot of UC fans retweeting it because Zach Hilarious is in it. Fair enough. Don't be a hater. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hating. It's, it just doesn't make sense as to why you would have conferences if you just reseed everything come playoffs. It, Seems like a waste of conferences. Just have a. What just happened? Ed's not the best producer. What just happened? Is everybody still here? Yeah, I just had low internet and I don't know what just happened. And everything got shuffled. Same here. Yeah. We're good. Ray, we're here hey, to talk about the back. Bills and the Beagles. Let's let's do it. <laughs> Shuffle think, this back around before I get a headache. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right. We do have <laughs> our uh we oh hey your internet bill. Uh, we have we got Clay Snowden of Just Bills Football here, <laughs> and he's gonna break down the the Bills well, versus the Bengals. I, I want I want permission to have a couple of minutes essay style rundown of the Bills defense and then offense. It'll be very informative. Oh my gosh, I got it. Okay, 
Bills defense, Micah Hyde, Pro Bowl safety is out for the year, might come back. Other than that, uh, Von, Von Miller's been out, but the pass rush has not been nearly as good as I thought. It, it could be, you know, after selecting multiple first and second round picks, elite line linebacker combination in Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. Trey White, a Pro Bowl corner, is back from injury, working his way back. He's looking better week to week. Um, still might take some time to get back there. On the other end, though, is Dane Jackson, and he sucks. Um, makes a couple flash plays here and there. Kyger Elam, first-round draft pick of this year out of Florida, has been rotating in and out with them. So you'll see number 30 and number 24 kind of going in and out. But that's where the Bengals should attack. Um, the Bills are a primary zone defense, and they like to do a lot of disguised coverage. Joe Burrow is good enough to see past that, though. So Joe Burrow won't be fooled as much as, like, maybe – Justin Fields was, right, a, a, a younger, less experienced um, quarterback. But with the Bengals having so many great wide receivers, this is the perfect opportunity for them to take advantage of either Dane Jackson or Kyir Elam. Xavier Rhodes is on the roster, too. But he's washed. You might see him some. Um, Taron Johnson's the slot corner, and he will do a great job. He's a really tough player. So I think what the Bills do is do everything they can to force the Bengals to run the ball. Anytime Joe Burrow does not drop back to pass, it's a win. You want Joe Burrow not doing what Joe Burrow does best. You don't want your best player doing what he does best. The Bills are going to invite the run, I think. Against Miami two weeks ago, they couldn't stop the run. Last week against Chicago, they they could. They have a couple of good players like Ed Oliver and A.J. Epinesa and Shaq Lawson, believe it or not, who all help against the run. But that that's the rundown of the defense. I'm going to be brought back in here. We can talk about that. Then then the offense, is that how this is going to go? I feel like I'm on, on, on an island here. You took over the show, so you do what you want to do. How was that? You, I, was thought I, was on, I thought I was watching SportsCenter with Jeff Passan. <laughs> A couple of minute breakdown, you know. I, 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 I did some Bengals focus. Yeah, it was good. It was good. good. So one thing that I think you all will see a lot from the Bengals, and tell me if they do this. The Bills are one of the worst tackling teams in the entire NFL. A super good defense who cannot tackle. Do the Bengals often enough do any type of a screen game or just really short passes? Because if I'm the Bengals, what I'm doing is quick dropbacks, get the ball out of my hand, and force the Bills secondary to tackle. They do because that, that is a position that they are. He Ronnie. All but three of their starters have over a 13% missed tackle rate. P. Ryan they, and Joe Mixon dump off. P. Ryan is an elite, they, elite they dump stiff those. armor. They also, they also run that little... Uh, bubble screen? The little bubble screen out there, like the little pass out to uh, like Jamar. They'll have him... Um, they'll have him... like They'll line up three, and then you know he's in the back. He takes that the step backwards, like a half yard back, and catches the pass. The one that the got, Browns blew him up on yeah 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 Yeah, if Uh, you do that or any type of like jet sweep i i see any type of way that you get jamar in motion before the ball snaps so rather a jet sweep a screen any type of um any type of route that he's moving in motion beforehand to get that start because if you can get even like dane jackson's an okay tackler but the others like even trey white who's a good player sucks at tackling Jordan Poyer's a good tackler. DeMar Hamlin, not so much. Like, there's so many holes if you can just get the ball in their hand and make the Bills make a play. And that's that's where I see, like, the 
the Bengals being able to not only um, win the game, but win it in a very like frustrating way for a Bills fan. Why are they called why are they called Bills and not Bulls? I do not know. <laughs> That's a good question. It's actually a really good question. Ed, look it up. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. So that that also kind of goes to the. Uh, it gives me a lot of uh, excitement going to what I said earlier about uh, T Higgins being like. Yeah, so like he typically catches the ball and then you'll see like two or three dudes that he drags five, six yards down the field. Like he's just sneaky strong in that aspect where like normally you see some of these receivers nowadays who like get hit and are not like really game for, for trying to fight for extra yards. It's like, yeah, they're, they're jumping out of bounds or they're going down. You know, they, I guess for one, a lot of them, you know, they don't want the ball ripped out or whatever, but, T. Higgins has zero fear of that. I, don't, I feel like Jamar is pretty good with that too. Jamar is more like shifty, wherein like he just finds holes that aren't there and gets through the uh, is able to get through the secondary that way, as opposed to just like enforcing his own you know will on people. And the Bills are going to run a good defensive scheme. Le- Leslie Frazier is a really good defensive coordinator. And the thing it comes down to really is a player to, be able here. to make a play. And my question for you all is, and I know the offensive line has looked a little bit better in recent weeks. I know there's the injury concern. Um, Von Miller's not going to be on the field. However, the Bills have been able to generate pressure with Gregory Rousseau, who's a first-round draft pick. And um, they have two other second-round draft picks. They have some some bodies and, and some production, but they also bring Matt Milano on the blitz a lot, and he's a dynamic player. Don't they have Ed um, Oliver? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they have some some people who can disrupt. So to me, and I know I love Joe Burrow. I want to make that very clear. But it's not like he's always the most mobile to get out of the pocket. Now, I'm not saying he's not mobile, but at times when he takes a sack, I feel like, and maybe it's just because I watch Josh Allen all the time, and it's a little different, but... I, I, I feel like sometimes he can get kind of caught in the pocket. And I yes. wonder if that happens a couple times this game. And that may be because to me, this is going to be a game that is going to be a three point game. Can I tell or you what? what is more of a fear for me, Joe Burrow, than getting than holding onto the ball and getting caught in the pocket for sacks? Intercept passes. Tip passes. Tipped passes. He leads the league in tip yeah. passes. He has and more he, this season than he did his whole career. It blows my mind. I I don't know if it is something it's got. So it, it has to be something that defenses have picked up on. There's got to be something in there that they've picked up on that they can figure out where this, like where he's going or when he's going to pull the trigger. Um, three. <laughs> Oh. I don't. I don't think that's going to be so. Anything. So, Jeff, my question is: typically, a tip pass happens because if you can't get home, you get up, right? Right. If you can't get home, you get up. The way that the Bengals' offensive line has been playing, I would think more teams are mentally telling themselves, regardless of if it's right or not, we can get home, and they're not trying to get up as much, which ma- makes it even more bizarre. Um. I don't yeah. know what the answer is to that, though, I, but that I, is I really interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it is 
like maybe it's the opposite maybe they realize now like okay like the line is is starting to gel there in cincinnati like we don't need we don't need to be able to get home because it hasn't taken a whole lot of like i mean you're talking about you know 300 pound linemen that are jumping and able to bat these passes i mean i realize like a lot of them are pretty damn tall um in their own right but still like they're, they're able to get off of these blocks enough to get you know up high enough to knock these passes down and, and it's caused it's caused a lot of like issue as far as like it's stalled drives out uh, yeah and then like, i don't know if that's led to any of the any of the penalties on the offensive line as far as like, i think the bills had whatnot, three tip like, passes at the line at Oliver had two last week and Gregory Rousseau had one, I believe. So may, maybe that is, you know, part of a game plan. And, a lot. and the reason why I'm, I like talking about something like this seems like it's not a big deal is because I really think these teams are so talented and, you know, pretty evenly matched. It's going to be such a close game. It's going to come down to, to crap like this, right? Yeah. It's going to come down to a special teams play. It's one of those games that like a punt return for 16 yards instead of three is going to be something to cheer about because it's going to be a game that like every inch really truly counts. Who do you think Diggs is going to be on? Sorry, I what? Who do you think Diggs is going to be defending? Oh, Diggs defending? You mean who will defend Diggs? I was thinking the wrong Diggs. That's on me. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, went, um, I, went, I went with his brother. For per, per, perfect transition to the Buffalo offense. Right, <laughs> yeah. well played. Exactly. All right, <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> offense. That's hilarious. Clay's face was like, huh? I, I was sitting there. I was like, dude, I don't want to like tell Aaron no. wrong on a show, but like, I've am I stupid? Nope, that one, I like, that you can do it. Transition to the Bills offense. Josh Allen. Everybody knows. One thing about Josh Allen is he makes up for all of for how bad this offensive line is. Because how often do we see him scrambling, running for his life? And and people will say, Oh, look, look, he overthrew so and so. Well, he's running on every damn down because the offensive line sucks. Mitch Moore's starting center got hurt last week. He's the nucleus of that offensive line. Their best offensive lineman, in my opinion. He's gonna be out most likely. I don't think they've said that, but it's his like fourth career concussion, like it's not looking good. So now you have like backups and backups. The key matchup here is right tackle Spencer Brown, super freak athlete at six foot eight, not good. Like you all can beat him around the edge, and that that's how you get to Josh Allen. Um, Josh Allen has three Monday night football games in which he has thrown for four or more interceptions, or excuse me, four or more touchdowns with zero interceptions. Only Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees have more with four and five. Um, so he's definitely going to be on the big stage. We all know about Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs, they did not give him the ball in the first half once last week. Um, bracket co- coverage really took him away. Different play designs. It just wasn't his thing. I think it's a Dawson Knox game. Big tight end. Um, that That's going to be an opportunity to get going, which is short passes. And he's able to take the top over, and he's starting to kind of heat up. He's kind of... Started off slow, but a super dynamic player. Um, somebody who I, I I think could have a huge game. Other than that, there's not much to worry about with the Bills in terms of personnel. Isaiah McKenzie's fast, but he's not good. Um, Gabriel Davis is a big target, but he doesn't have a full route tree. And he catches the ball like, like this, like a clamp. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Um, not a true number two receiver. 
Other than that, Cole Dawson Beasley. Knox? I, I I talked about him. Um, the running back room. Here's the last thing I'll say. The running back room. James Cook. Bills suck. Bengals by 90. Really, really good last week. And James Cook has been coming on recently. Tons of speed. Dalvin Cook's brother. Guy who needed to get worked into the system. He has looked awesome. And that's truly a guy who could be an X-factor in this game. Devin Singletary, Singletary over 100 yards last week. And James Cook, 99. Thank you, Chad. I was so confused as to what just happened. Clearly, I've been confused the whole show. <laughs> Aaron has no clue what's going on, so I was trying to like help him out a little bit. Uh, it, it it throws me off because I can't see like when people jump into the room anymore, and all of a sudden the chat Clay, just popped Clay, up here. Clay, what do you think about Jim Kelly and uh, uh, Thurman Thomas? You think they'll have big games? I I think so. As long as Bruce Smith can bend the edge there against the the, the new starting tackle for the Bengals and and you know get home a few times. Max Montoya, <laughs> Takeo Spikes, Takeo Spikes. Oh my gosh! How about if, Antron Winfield? If, Eric if the Bengals if the Bengals win this game, do they send the Buffalo Bills more chicken wings for helping them out to get to the uh, the better seed? Man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, the Bills-Bengals um, past few matchups have been weird. Um, I, I, I've gone to everyone in Cincinnati, and it's been kind of a meh game. And it tends to kind of go that way. And after watching the Bills, now the Bills have won a few in a row, but each game I was frustrated for the most part thinking this team is so much better than they're playing. They mo- Every single game had moments where they did not deserve to win. And I'm not saying I expect flawless football, but the Bills have played worse than their talent is. And that's what scares me with this game. This is a big stage, right? Standalone game, Monday Night Football in Cincinnati. That crowd's going to be riled up. And, you know, the Bengals are playing good football. I don't think they're flawless either. Um, I, I'm i not a Eli Apple guy. I know I'm not the only person on an island there, but um, – I think if I had to, and no one even asked me for this, but the prediction I would say <laughs> would be I will go 21-24 Bengals. So 24-21 Bengals. Hold on a second. Ed, unmute yourself for a quick quick hot right. take here. What does uh, the uh, prediction 2.0 sticky note say? Uh, one second. I think we all had as a win. Nope. Nope. I don't think so. 2.0? Yep. 2.0. 2.0 has uh, Aaron with a win and Ed and Jeff with a loss. That's a bang, just the the prediction and then, that, we, that we did a few weeks ago. And then Baltimore is flip-flopped. Yeah. That's correct. You got to win that Baltimore game. I agree. You got to win the division there. Um Although, is there if the, if the Bengals win this weekend and the Ravens lose, the Bengals win the division. Then the then the Bengals win outright. Yeah. Like only having one matter. one game in the division. In the division. <laughs> hey, no, they've won two, right? Oh yeah, yeah we, they we beat, the, beat, Steelers, we beat the Steelers and then the yeah. and then the Browns. 
I forgot so about this. You could go, potentially go two and four and win the division. You're right. I will be at that game on Monday night, full Bills gear, and I hope somebody comes up and gives me shit. Are you do going you through a table? Do you have Bengals or Bills Zubaz pants? Uh, my buddy does. I do. So I guess I will tell you all this, although I know you're going to make fun of me forever. I bought some at one point in time. And um, I was really excited about them. And they came in the mail and I didn't realize they were like yoga pants. So they were skin tight. Um, <laughs> um, I did put them on one time in my own house to get a laugh, took them off and threw them away. But it was so bulgy. Yeah. That's weird. Can we not ever can, say that again, please? I'm, I'm really sorry of the, the awkward vi- visuals that might have created for some people. You, you um, couldn't just give them, give them to, the, to the wife? You're like, here you go. You have a new this, pair of like, bills. This was pre- Oh, pre-wife. Oh, okay. Are you are you going to go through a table while tailgating? No. Oh, that's Last not a I was in Buffalo experience. for the game. I had borrowed without asking, whatever you want to call that, a table from work. <laughs> and we made it through the whole day. Everything's looking good. We get in the car because, you know, it's 25 degrees. We turn on the heat, about to go into the game. And next thing you know, I look behind me and some random dude is just Boom, right through my freaking table. <laughs> my work's property. Um, I was so mad. Dude. I just had to leave it. And luckily, I left that job before anyone found out that their table was missing. But so, so wait a minute. You 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 took a table so you could tailgate. Yeah. Was it, was it here or was it in Buffalo? In Buffalo. So you're in Buffalo. You have a table to tailgate for the game. You're a Buffalo fan, so it's not driving even... a table all the way from Kentucky. Yeah. And, and some some random buffalo literally some, some guys like everyone's guy walking just... into the game right so there's like a wave of people and i'm in the hammer lot and this guy's just drunk and just walks through and literally just like gets a little bit of a run and just bam he's like, slam and then gets up i get i hear it i get out of my car like i'm gonna chase this guy down i'm not gonna beat his ass but i'm gonna punch him once he's gonna beat the shit out of me and I can't freaking catch him. He disappears on all the people. And now I'm left with a table I can't even take home. And I don't know. Like, do I throw it away? It's now bent. I don't know what to do. I like that Clay said BAM, right? As the BAM sports show decided to leave a comment. I'm not Bam! even sure. Not show. even, not even I don't sure. Know who it is, but that's the, awesome. I don't know who the oh, posts are, but uh, I also don't know why Ed has a bat in his hand again. I always have a bat in my hand. It's no, you don't actually. You don't always have a bat in your hand. You just decide you always to get have it something out in his hand. I did, times, I, I did forget to down. mention though um, that I did get a signed Barry Larkin's bat, Barry Larkin bat this weekend. There's cool. no Reds Fest this weekend. No, no I traded a bottle of yet. I okay. We can talk about it when we get the Reds. Ah, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Sure. Hoax for short. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next season, sir. Uh Clay just gained kind of cool points. I just think it's hilarious. Someone crushed that, like, my work table. Clay sitting in his car, like, "All right, we're gonna go into this game." And some random dude just like, like Jimmy Superfly Snooker, like flies out of nowhere, <laughs> destroys his table and disappears into the crowd. Well, Clay, Man. Clay's like, "What's so many wrestlers names that you could have used right there?" And I'm so glad you chose Jimmy Superfly Snooker because if you would have said somebody, like, I went to Bills Bengals in Cincinnati, Tyro. T- t- Tyrod Taylor era bills pouring down rain like 38 degrees. And I went to the trash can in the stadium, lifted it up, found the roll of trash bags, 
ripped them all, made ponchos for our entire section, man. We were all just wearing black trash bags in the stadium. The other Bills Bengals story, I'll have to tell you offline because it's a little okay. too embarrassing, but you all will love it. <laughs> so why haven't they invented breakaway folding tables? That's a good that's a good question. That sounds like a million dollar idea for the Bills Especially Mafia. In Buffalo, right. Yeah. On the next shark tank. <laughs> this all is right. just a breakaway table for Bills fans for my Bills so fans friends. Around the horn. Around the horn. Yeah. What's they the- absolutely have breakaway folding tables. There you go. Like they fold right in the middle. You just hit them in the middle and they collapse up. But I, I think he means not ones, that, that, you can break, ones yeah. that you can break through and then just put them back together and it's yeah, good yeah. to go. That defeats the we whole purpose. Don't jump through tables. We instead <laughs> act like an adult. Clay's like, don't be assholes. Look, when, when people Clay steal is, tables from Kentucky. Clay is, Clay is Bills through and through, except for he draws the line at the Bills Mafia breaking everyone's tables. Man, I'm I'm for whatever helps you sleep a night. If, if if that's what you have to do at a Bills game, fine. But break many- your own property, or not my work's property, I should say. And there, there's just no reason to put yourself in in harm for what? How many bones have been broken along oh, the table? Oh. Concussions, hips. It's unbelievable. The best is when the table just doesn't break. They hit it and just yeah. bounce. Yeah. And like, or like yeah. Somebody's, like, somebody's already laying on it. They're like leaning over and then they jump <laughs> to like land on them. And I'm kind of amazed it lasted this long. I thought it would be like a one, two season thing and like people would get hurt or enough people would be like, oh my God, yeah, that's bad. And instead it's just like a thing now. And I, I, I'm not a fan. Oh, they do make them. I told you they make them. And they actually have Bill's logos on them. They're they're actually, oh, it's a toy what, folding table. Never what, mind. Yeah, what kind of pussy Bills fan jumps through a breakaway table? Not a Bill's mafia fan. No, no. they just wait till Clay brings them a table, a <laughs> sacrificial table from Northern Kentucky, that they can I break thought, and run away. <laughs> I swear, like, so I left that company shortly after. And they had an event. You were fired from that company. They had an event in which they need all of the tables. And I know they had a discussion. Where the hell is the table? Like, this is why you were fired. They're like, where's table 26? I wish I was fired, actually. (laughs) You should take it back. Like, Aaron knows I used to work for a catering company. And one time we lost a table on 275. It got ran over like three times. We went back on the highway, picked it up. We still use that table to this day. I thought you used to work for them. So do you do you still use it? They still use that table to this day. You said we. I'm very confused. I think well, I work for them every once in a while. I think you're still a caterer. Every once in a while, yeah. All right. Around the horn. Scores. Ed or, or Clay said 24-21. Bengals. Ed, Jeff, what you got? Um, I'm going to go... 27 21 Bengals. So you're going against your prediction. For I'm going Bengals. against my prediction. Right. I'm actually going to go against my prediction as well. I'm saying 24 to 3. Th- 3? Yeah. No, it's not going to be 3. Um, <laughs> it's my last game I can bet on. Or is, oh, is this the first game we can bet on? Yes. Yes. Ooh, wait a minute. Why does that change your prediction? Yeah. Uh, speaking of scores, though, you know that the score of the Bengals Patriots game was a scoregami. 
uh, did want to put out, by the way, and we will. I, I did see that it was Scorgami. That was pretty cool. Um, Scorgami. Uh, the only time that ever in NFL history that that score has been achieved. Oh. Congratulations. Uh, Chad, I don't know if you want a banner for that. Chad, I don't know if you want to pop back in to talk Bet Fred while uh, while you're here. I know not so cool Jules was here in the chat earlier as another uh, Bet Fred sponsor. I mean, we can talk Bet Bet Fred. They called me today. What did they call you? They called me Ed, but they called me on the cell phone. Oh, okay. To do what? Late night when he needed some love. Uh, yeah, well, late night. Um, the same thing they texted me about today. They wanted me to uh, refer friends so I can get free fifty dollars. He signed what up. Friends? He signed up before they had the uh, the code. Good job, Ed. There's the, There's the link. You can sign up. Uh, you get a twenty dollars free bet on the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. Uh, you get a welcome uh, uh, invite to their New Year's Day betting party. You get another welcome offer on January 1st, good for up to $1,111 in bonus bets and a chance to win tickets to the Bengals, merch, and free bets as well. All courtesy of our new sports gaming partner, Betfred. Just go to the link that's in the chat and register for your uh, your pre-registration for January 1st. That's right now... Right now, Buffalo is favored by one point in this game. Really? One point. One point. On, on the road. ESPN's giving Steelers. them ESPN's giving them uh, giving the Bills a 54.8% chance to win the game. And the over-under is 49 and a half. So they're guessing a lot of points scored in this one. Uh that said, I'm gonna go 2017 or 21-17, uh Bengals. Not so fast. Bring out the Bills helmet. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Clay had props. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm sticking with my prediction. All right. Um, uh, let's be real here, guys. Tiger or a cow, easy money. I'm watching a lot of Yellowstone. I think a cow might be able to fight back a little bit. I saw a video on Twitter this week of a buffalo moving another buffalo um, out of the way, like basically knocking the buffalo over so other wolves could attack the, the first buffalo. What an asshole buffalo. That's the kind of mentality the Bills play with. Just Not- moving buffaloes. P.S. I, I found it. Uh, then The, the, the um, reason why they're called the Bills and not the Bulls, um, because they were actually named after Buffalo Bill. That's so not a joke. Be- that, that's just like a real thing. That's a real thing. They should be cowboys then, and not at all buffaloes. Well, I don't think you know what a cowboy is, Aaron. Buffalo Bill was a cowboy, was he not? Was he a real cowboy, or is he just like one of those fairy tale? Did he cowboys? play one on TV? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the lineage of Buffalo Bill. Clay, why don't you know this? I could not tell you the reasoning behind any team. Clay, name, really. Before we transition into Reds, give us your thoughts on Tom Izzo getting a technical while wearing an elf sweater. Uh, yeah. Buffalo Bill was actually an American soldier, a bison hunter, and a, sh- and a showman. On he wasn't actually a cowboy. All right. Tom Izzo is a damn fool. 
I love him, but he's a damn fool. And he blows his his head to I mean he 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 just goes out of his mind. But so what you all don't know about Tom Izzo is he plays the accordion. Okay. Didn't and every that. year he, he he does a weekly radio show. And every year at this radio show around Christmas time, he brings his accordion and brings the team to the restaurant. They all sing jingle bells and he plays a big Christmas fan. Absurd video. Go find it on YouTube if you just want to see Tom Izzo playing the accordion. It's crazy. So he, you, should, you should tweet one out. Tweet a video out tonight. After, I'm sure I've after tweeted, we're done here. Um, I actually think I tweeted a gif of it on my okay. account that, that okay. you all know about. Um, yeah, so he's a big Christmas guy. Great. You can't uh, play that Campy, who is the head coach it? at Oakland. Go ahead. Oh, I no, can't we'll, play it. We we'll, can't play it. We'll, no. we'll get knocked. So, yeah, they're just big Christmas guys. Um, and they decided to – they do that like every year, but it got, you know, around the internet because he got a technical. That's really all yeah. there is to it. All you need to know is Tom Izzo is a fiery guy who likes Christmas. My, my favorite thing is he went viral. He went viral for two totally separate things, like back-to-back weeks. Because the other one was him standing against the wall eating like popcorn, and I think a popcorn kernel fell on the ground, and he like you know. Or pop- Look at this man! Turn off the sound, Ed. Sounds not on. Okay. Follow me, but I want to knock uh, the That's the sound. Oh, the sound's on. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't choose sound. Okay, now it's off. Yep. Uh, so th- this is at Reno's East. He brings the team out, plays the accordion. They all sing. I mean, tell me you don't want to play basketball for this guy. Look, look at him. He's a crazy person. <laughs> That's I love awesome. It. Very interesting right. tidbit. So, hey, everybody, by the way, who said he's gross. I would not have eaten that off the ground, but guess what? Breaking news, he's still alive. The five-second rule is real. <laughs> he did not die because he ate a piece of popcorn that touched the ground. Yeah. Yet you all send your kids to daycare to get every fungus, and then you kiss them when they get home, you sickos. Petri dishes. You all are kids, sick. Kids are Petri dishes. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. You're not. The, the five-second five rule is a thing. Thank you, Jeff. And, Thank and it can you. sometimes, and if you're a coach, it gets extended to like the eight to ten second rule. That's that guy has, <laughs> if he can yell and scream all week, his heart and his body can take a piece of popcorn that touched the ground. All right. Yeah. So moving, moving on, moving on to a little bit of Red's conversation, which is Clay Snowden's wheelhouse outside of the Buffalo Bills, clearly. Apparently, when our internet crashed, it changed the volume level. Yes. I hope uh, Steven's not watching tonight. Just for fun, we'll do it twice. Also, uh, put the loop back on. This is... Aaron, get new internet. I don't think it was Aaron's fault. Well, how was was that, it mine? He's the one I, who said his internet said it was not working. That's I mean, not Aaron me. Doesn't, Aaron doesn't host StreamYard. Everyone in the chat said all of us were gone. They asked if the we power were. grid went out. We were definitely all gone. Possibly. Damn. It was like a sun flare or something. Come on, man. It's not on me. Anyway. Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds. Uh, ESPN's yeah. predictions came out. Ed, do you have them by chance? Uh, I have the Reds prediction. Yes. Uh, I sent the link in the thing for like I all the predictions. but They are 
number 30 yeah. out of 30. Uh, projected wins, 60. Playoff odds, 0%. Title odds, 0%. I don't know what aggression rank even measures. I've never seen that before. And improvement rank, 27. Uh, I don't know what that's improved upon as they're still in last. Keep, um, keep that graphic up for a while. How are you feeling right now as the Reds' biggest move has been Will Myers and Kurt Casale? Well, before we get into that, let me just comment on this graphic. Go ahead. The names that they freaking highlight from last year, Kyle Farmer, Mike Miner, and Donovan Solano, that's lazy as hell. Those are weird Group names. Pickups, Nick Solak, Luke Maley, Kevin Newman. Like This is the exact same publication that wrote an, an article and put time and effort into saying the Reds were going to lose the most games ever last year after one month like that that's all you need to know about how they cover the mlb just um, will myers i actually love that pickup a lot i think will myers is going to be i mean no he's not some all-star or anything but he's an established big leaguer who has some pop he's a right-handed outfielder which is something the reds need he can play center in a pinch but it's not pretty i'd rather have him in right dh backup first base it's a much better much bet, better backup first base situation than last year um, with like Colin Moran and, and you know, people of that level. So I love the Will Myers move. Um, that is a one-year contract. I know it says mutual option. The Reds are probably not going to pay 33-year-old Will Myers at $9 million. I mean, it's possible, but I don't but see But he becomes a guy that you can you can trade. You can move him if he, right. he becomes You're going to trade favorite. him at the deadline. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you can only trade him at the deadline if he has value, right? But that becomes so, an option for the team that you trade him to as opposed to him just being yeah. a rental player. Yeah, it's right? like Tommy Pham's deal where it had the option to. That option is just not one that's likely to be picked up simply because if he is good, he'll just try to get one more payday. He's 30. He'll be 33 uh, years old. He'll say, try is to that get... a, is that, are those like transferable options? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like when you trade them to another team, like is that option available to that other team? Yeah, yeah. Like His whole contract moves with him. So that option will move with him. Um, the question is, if he's good, he'll just try to get another multi-year deal, even if it's just two years instead of an option year. If he's bad, that team's not going to pick up a $9.5 million option. Um, but either way, that's not something to worry about in December 2022. Um Kurt Casale move, I like it. I think it's good. I don't think it's like earth shattering or anything. He's a 35 year old backup catcher who's, you know, has a, a decent bat and isn't a great fielder. And you have Luke Maley, who I think will be the third guy, kind of, you know, in and out with injuries to other people, or maybe even if he's not on the roster to start the year. Um, and they also signed Austin Romine, who was with the team last year, to a minor league deal. So the team obviously saw last year's catcher depth and all of those random minor leaguers they had to bring up and said, we want this to be different. Um, they brought in you know three catchers just this season with MLB experience. And not just one or two years. Like, you know, these guys all have been in the league for like five years. So they want to improve the catcher spot. I think they realized what I have been saying for three years, that there's just not depth in the catcher position in the minor leagues. There just isn't. 
Um, they've drafted a lot recently, and we'll see how that pans out. But they went outside three catchers. Um, so yeah, th- those two moves I really liked. Um, the Casale ones not moving the needle at all, but Will Myers and like Chad said, you know, that is a move that you can trade, right? That's what you see with these teams. It works out for both. Come here, get your everyday at bats. If you're good, you can go to a contender, right? Daniel Vogelbach's been doing this for a couple of years now. So are you saying that the Reds are not a contender this year? I am willing to say that, yes. I do. I seriously do think that they can have more wins than they did last year. I really do think that, and I know that might sound crazy. I know. I agree. fair, you said last year at the beginning of last season, before it even kicked off, that 24 was your target year then. Has that changed? Um, no. I, that that's the window opening, right? That's the your top prospects are in the MLB. The, the you know, as you know, with rookies in sports, they typically don't come onto the scene and perform at their highest level. It takes a couple of years. That's kind of when they start moving in twenty twenty four through twenty twenty. You know, however creative they get to extend that window. Um. My thing with this team this year is Hunter Green, I think, is going to take a step. He had rough, rough outings last year, but we all saw what he can do. Um, I I, I just don't see a, what any reason for him not to at least get better, right? Isn't that typically what happens with pitchers his age and experience? Even if it's not drastically better, same with, with, with Nicoladolo and Graham Ashcraft. Now, I'm not saying all of them will. We know how that works. But it's not crazy to think, oh, maybe they're all just a little bit better or you know, a little, little bit more experienced. Um, Andrew Abbott, I think Evan might have mentioned him. Brandon Williamson, two other arms that could factor in, you know, Justin Dunn. And um, there's just it's it's getting to that point that the team sucked last year and you had to watch players that weren't part of the future. And the team may suck this upcoming year, but you're going to be watching a lot more players that are part of the future. And at least that's intriguing. Sure. Um, What do you think of the new bearded, tatted Joey Votto and what he's been doing on his uh, social media? Did he just get those tats? I believe they're new, yes. Yeah, Joey's an interesting guy. Um it just seems like there's always something, some like, he's one of those guys that has fascinations. Like he's, he gets hooked on something and he can't stop thinking about it. Like those type of people, right? Like last year, two years ago, it was like chess. Like he couldn't stop playing chess. He had like it on his phone and he played in person. Like he loved chess. And now it's just like TikTok was a fascination and he's just a really unique person. So I'm not really sure what to think about it. My thing is, this is probably his last year in Cincinnati, right? And I wouldn't even be surprised if it could be his last year playing. Now, I don't think it will, but it's definitely possible. And um, okay. he struggled last year and was not healthy. We'll see what they what he can give them this year. You hope my my hope is that he goes out in a favorable manner. I don't want to see him go out injured or go out and he's batting two ten you know, 309, 390. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want players to, or I don't want people to think of him as a negative thing when they think as of a Joey shell of himself. Yeah. Right. 
like Ryan Howard was in Philly. You know, like everyone grew to hate the guy. Which um, he fell off so fast. Yeah, I think his career started so, and ended while Joey was in Cincinnati the entire time. Yeah. So real quickly on the on the story of Joey Vada's tattoos, I, I typed that into Google so I could try to find a picture, and a tweet from Buster Only uh, came up uh, from April seventh, twenty twenty two. Joey Votto does not have a tattoo yet, but he has plans to fly to Brazil in the off season and get one from an artist who will spend a day with before deciding what art is best. Jokingly asked, "What about midlife crisis?" Votto said, "Everything is a midlife crisis." So he, he this flew is to what I mean Brazil. when I say he's a unique guy. Yeah, yeah. He probably read this an article not about the type of thought process, and this isn't me bashing him. You know, that's just not the type of thought process most people have, and that's why I think so many people think he's really interesting to listen to, is because his mind works in a way that ours typically doesn't. So when you listen to him, it's almost kind of like an an adventure for your mind. Like you get brought into areas of thought process that you usually aren't in. It's kind of unique, I guess. So who under 25 are you most excited about watching this season? For the Cincinnati Reds or including the minor leagues? For for the like at wearing a Cincinnati Reds uniform, only because most of the people listening to this are not gonna be. Well, there. I thought like could I include the minor leagues for the Reds as well? If if they're gonna make it up here, or if you think there's a chance they make it up here this year. I think I'm most excited about watching. Man, it's got to be the starting pitching, and there's several that I can choose. Um, we already know all that, so I'll talk about somebody else, though. Um, Spencer Steer. I just think that's the type of guy who could really help the Reds because you know you – Ellie De La Cruz, we all know what to think of him, and we all know where that's going. Um, Spencer Steer is the type of guy that can fill holes. So if you're getting there and you're looking like you've got your team set, but oh my gosh, man, we don't have someone at third. We don't have someone in left. We don't have someone at first. We, he's the type of guy that can just plug those holes. And I think that he's going to be a much better player than maybe he was projected when he came over. I just think the bat will play. Um, yes, he's better than Brandon Larson. And another guy is Christian Encarnacion Strand. I mean, He's hit at every single level he's been in. Um, ton of power. Both of those are from the same Tyler Malley trade, and that trade's just looking better and better. Christian Encarnacion Strand has like the type of bat you don't see from people his size and power. Like he's he has the chance to to be special. Five percent likely outcome is like an elite elite player. Um, he probably lands somewhere in that above average everyday type role like he has that that tool and that ability like best case scenario probably five percent likely he could be like truly elite all right i'm gonna give you some names you tell me if they're making it up to the show this year before september call-ups okay ellie de la cruz yes noel v marte mm, no matt mclean yes very 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 quickly Brandon Williamson. Yeah. Obviously, you think Spencer Steer. Yeah. Chase Petty. No. Cam Collier. Not a chance. I didn't think so either. Andrew Abbott. Yes. Connor Phillips. No. Are you just going through the top 30? 
No, I mean I'm I'm oh, looking at okay. guys that are projected 23, 24, or I got you, I got you. Big names for twenty five. No, 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 not Connor Phillips. Okay. Um, obviously, you think Christian Encarnacion's strand with the mm. longest name maybe ever. I did like that he uh, was impressed with how the Reds did his name on the back of his Reds Fest jersey. Yeah, uh, because he, I, I think he said it almost looked like a circle on the on his last jersey. Yeah. Um, Reese Hines. I'm not sure if he's gonna make the show. Pretty much ever. ever. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll get a chance, but I'm not a. Um, I, I don't want you know to sound rude. I just haven't seen enough of him. I've not seen enough from him to be an MLB player. You're not going to hurt my feelings, and he's never made it up to the show on MLB the show on any of my teams. Uh, Tyler Callahan. No. Austin Hendrick. No. I think that's as far as we really need to go. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe Michael Ciani. Yeah, no, he he's already on the forty man. He'll he'll definitely he? get some time. Or uh, Christian Raw. Probably not. I mean, he's one of those like I would really have to think about, but I I would lean towards no. But man, if there's some injuries or something, I I could see it. So the last question I have for you, and then the other guys can ask whatever questions they have regarding the Reds. Mm. Yeah, um, you did mention minor leaguers. What minor leaguer, only one, are you most excited to watch in Louisville, where you reside? I live in Lexington. It's close enough. Idiot. I didn't even knew that. I forgot. I you did. Why was Ed just so excited about that? <laughs> because I, I would say, all the Because as soon as he said it, I was like, he's wrong again. Yeah, because he, he did move during COVID. He's wrong I again? I, was, I mean, I've been wrong all night. Buffalo, that Buffalo preview really screwed me up. <laughs> We all have off Bailey Cruz has to be the answer here. He just has okay. to be, right? He is the he's a top five, top ten prospect in all of baseball. He has all the tools. We have not, we being the Reds, I'm not part of them at all. They being the Reds. I don't know like when the last time they had somebody with this many tools. Like, right, like Jay Bruce was good. Joey Votto was good. I'm not saying that he's on that level necessarily. Like, I think he is, but he can just do so much. He has the speed, power, at the athletic ability, the fielding, um, can play. Were we, say, were we saying this about our shortstop uh, the same time last year? Jose Barrero. I was, was going to say, yeah. is this Jose Barrero? Jose Barrero, like... I don't think was ever regarded in this manner. He also didn't have the power that Ellie has. Ellie's a switch hitter. He had a ball like 517 feet this year in Double A. Is this, um, he has a is cannon. This... At short. Um, by the way, Jose Barrero almost was my answer for most. I, I didn't like the word exciting. I would have said like intriguing to watch under 25. Okay. Okay. Who knows what the hell he's going to be. And no, if he is what they once thought he could be, then the Reds have a lot going for them. That's what I was going to say. That, that was like my biggest question to you is like, is this Jose Barrero's like, is this his like make or break like, if you if you stumble a little bit, yeah, like, are you losing your spot and never getting the chance back? No, In because my... look at Senzel's still here. Senzel plays a position that they don't have, center field. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion, Jose Barrera will get a lot of run at short early in the year, and if he's just not cutting it, I mean, maybe you move him if someone wants to buy low on him. 
Um, maybe you just bury him, but he's going to get passed up very, very quickly. Is there somewhere? What's is there that, somewhere what's, what's else on the field that he can that, that we could legitimately see him play with before like moving him at a low cost for like a bucket of baseballs and you know they tried him in, in center field when he first came up or maybe that was last or twenty twenty one but I don't think he'll do that I mean he's played a tiny bit of outfield in the minors third base um, my thing is like Matt McLean will push him quickly out of the right out of the gate. There's some Matt, people who are Matt not McClain. high on Matt McLean at all, thinking that he's going to flame out quickly. I I just think too many people have short-sighted when it comes to how good is this player in the past, you know, 300 at-bats. Like, these players are learning at a rapid pace. Regardless, Matt McLean is, like, a guy who I think will get a chance because he's drafted to get a chance early. Like, he That's was right. drafted out of college – and he's already 23 or 24 years. He's like the same age as Jose Barrera, maybe a year younger. Like, I could see him getting a chance before. I mean, they would have to create a 40 man spot for him. Okay. Matt, Matt Reynolds would just get DFA'd. Um, but I, I think Matt McClain was injured. He, he was injured a lot last year. And like, maybe he didn't have the best stats, but everyone forgot like how he, how he was drafted, how well he was regarded, and how well he played in that first stint right after his draft season because he didn't perform incredibly well. Like, everyone just writes these players off immediately and just moves on to the next. And it's just, it's just not like, why? Like, what do you get from doing that? I think people have this competition of how quickly can I be right about being out on a player? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, if I'm the first person who says I'm out on them, like everyone's going to remember, then I'm going to, oh, yeah, I hated that guy. It gives me Twitter cred. Clay, it gives me Twitter cred. All 200 of your followers will love that, Ed. I think I have a little bit more than 200, but thank you. <laughs> oh, Clay. No, I got to stick with Ed. He, he's not a blue check mark. No, he hey. doesn't. Thank you. Some of us don't need blue check marks to get, to get the Take hits. Make it. Make it. 818. Do the Reds bring back Aristides Aquino? He's already thousand. No check. No check. 14,000 of those people hate you, Chad. That's fine. <laughs> they're there. All 800 hate you. Chad, there's so many times I just like get on Twitter and I, I have a couple Twitter accounts, so I don't always spend time on my Reds one, but I'll log in like you know once a day, and I'm going through, and here's Chad going through like a quote-tweet battle of his life. And I'm like, man, how does this guy have the energy and tenacity to go at? Because half the time they truly are like idiots that, yes, that you're arguing with. I'm like, like how I'm do you do that? Because I'm not, it's not an argument from my end. I'm mocking them. I'm making fun of them. Yeah, I love it. Like, there's no, there's no ill will on my end. It is just how much, how many times are you going to allow me to openly and willingly call you stupid before That's you quit? True. That's true. And they, they never stop. So I just keep going. UCF superfan said you have him blocked on Twitter. <laughs> me? No, no, Chad. no. Chad. That no, makes sense. Right. It makes sense. It checks out. Clay, will Vado retire a red and would they move Ellie to center field? Vado retires a red. 
I I don't think so. I think he's going to keep playing. Ellie, the center field, here's why I don't like it. Could it work? Yes. Why I wouldn't do it initially is I don't want any reason for his development to be screwed up. I don't want to tinker with a top 10 prospect in baseball if I'm the Reds. I know other teams might. I want him to come up if he feels natural playing shortstop. If that's where he's comfortable, I want him to focus on hitting big league pitching, and I want him to focus on playing shortstop. I don't want to Nixon sell this guy, bring him up and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, like everything that you've done in the minors defensively, we're going to make you do a totally different thing. It's not like switching second and short where it's like. Don't give Nixon sell it out. The angles are different, you know, but like you're still in the infield, still the same principle. Center field is extremely difficult to play, and he's athletic enough to do it, but I don't want him having to do it. I don't want him having to learn how to adjust and all that. Like, Ellie, come up, learn how to hit the baseball really hard and really far, and maybe strike out less, and that's all we want you to focus on. We don't want you focusing on anything else because the more things that you add to that equation, the less likely it is that he's going to succeed. All right, we kept you a little longer than we anticipated. Last question, who's on the trade block this season? Um, Man, I mean, pretty Nixon's much. Out. So Nick, Nixon is the type of guy that I've been wanting to trade. It's funny, actually, last year, before the season started, I texted my buddy Colby and said, I would do Nixon Zell for Nick Solak straight up. And now they're both on the Reds and on the Reds official roster are both wearing number 15. They're both Nick S. Um, but, you know, Nick, Nick, Nick Solak did not do well this year at all. And, you know, well, he may be good. I like him, but Nixon's L, I could see getting traded, but the return would be so minimal that I don't think that they do it because they don't have anyone. He, he has the best job security right now because they don't really have anyone who can play center field or is. I, I I like TJ Friedel can play center field. Mike Siani can play center field. A couple of these guys can. Do you really want those guys to be trotted out there every single day? Um, and I think I've made my thoughts on Nixon's L clear for three years now that I have not believed in him. So are we the not first that... one out on him or? Yeah, dude. I have the bookmark tweet. <laughs> I retweeted every Thursday, and I tell all my friends, like, dude, I hated Nixon's elbow for you. Is John India on the trade block? I would say no, just because there's absolutely no reason. It's not even reached arbitration yet. Um, that's a guy who I've been saying before I even hated Nixon's elbow. Um, Jonathan India is the guy I want to move to left field or somewhere off second base. He's a terrible defender. The shift's only going to make defense at second more important. I think Matt McClain profiles as a second baseman. If he, pl- I was going to say you have plenty of guys coming up for yeah. center infield positions. Um, Jonathan India, there's just no reason to trade him right now unless the offer was incredible. But like, why would you sell low on the guy who just won rookie of the year and was injured for the most of the first part of the year and never really looked right? Yeah. Um, now, I, as a prospect, I was not a big Jonathan India guy. And I ate a lot of crow his rookie year. I don't think he's going to be the trajectory that we all thought he would after his after his rookie season. But he's still a very solid player. Why trade someone who's young under team control for several years? Why 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 would you trade him at his lowest point in his professional career? 
you know. Fair. So then the only person you have on your trade block right now is Will Myers, clearly. Um, I mean, I'm sure that there's some relievers. Alexis Diaz has been talked about um, in the trade rumors, which is really interesting. An electric r- rookie season out of the bullpen. Trading relievers, I always say, when you, when you suck, do it. But that doesn't mean just do it because you have to. Like, if he was 33 years old on a one-year deal, yes. I don't give a shit what you get back. Just trade him. He's 25 and under team control for several years. I'm not just trading him to trade him. I'm not just, you know, shipping him out for a random 17-year-old prospect that's, you know, not a top 30 prospect and some lottery ticket. I'm not doing that. But if a team wanted to legitimately trade for Alexis Diaz and give back, like, actually a good return, especially depending on what position they are, like, relief pitchers, the easiest thing in baseball to replace. It's the easiest thing to find, and it's the most fickle thing in baseball as well. I trade really said, fickle. We don't, we don't use that word. We don't say it. <laughs> that's, it's, it's, that's the most previous regime thing in baseball. Let me rephrase it. It's the most Luke fickle thing in baseball. <laughs> if you have an opportunity to get off of them, the show. <laughs> oh, that's Trade Alexis Diaz if the price is extremely good. If not, hold on. I'm looking forward to a 10,000 word essay on why the Reds released Ma- uh, Mike Mistakis from Mike Mistakis releasing was the, the best move that they've made this offseason. Looking I'm forward to a 10,000 10, word essay from Clay Snowden about uh, why it was a good move for the Reds to release Mike. For a Mistakis. second, I was going to ask Clay if he realized what show he was on because all Aaron ever wants to do to any team is just blow it up. Yep. Send everybody back and get me. Get him out of here. DFA. Aaron and, Aaron and I are very much alike in terms of we get whatever sports video game and it's like, oh, cool. This is my favorite team. I'm going to trade every one of you all. I'm going to get all these other players and I'm going to build this shit from the top or from the bottom to the top. I do that too, man. I do it too. It's why I love you. I, yeah, all right. I, I'm separating fantasy world, video game world from real life. Unless you want to stick around with us for the lightning round, we will let you out of here, Clay Snowden. When, I'm Clay's got a, Clay's got a story NCAA, he's got to tell us. When NCAA football comes out, finally, Aaron's going to send all those players to the transfer portal. No, I, 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 I guess thought... I can tell the embarrassing story now. No okay. one's listening, probably, besides well, Chad. 16. We also, we also post this afterwards, so... I don't care. I'll just tell it. All right. So, as many of you may know, I'm coming up on three years without alcohol, but... Before that, I loved alcohol. And there was a time, <laughs> Bengals, Bills, me and my buddy, 2016, 15, 16, something like that, drive up to Cincinnati, 8 a.m., we're drinking about as much as you can drink between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. From what I've heard, um, we go, for, first off, I'm playing music on top of the car. After a while, you know, shakes, falls, cracks. So now I have a cracked screen. My phone's already... About to die. I'm Why didn't in the you just game. use the car? What? Why didn't you just use the car? It was like a tailgating speaker outside type of a deal. All right. In the game, drunk as shit, go down to like the season ticket first level, just start yelling about the bills like into the bingo <laughs> section, get booted from that, blood all over my phone from my cracked screen. 
scrolling, realize, I tell my buddy, hey, I'm going to go get a hot dog. And I never come back. I'm just gone. So, of course, he's like, screw it. I paid for this. I'm going to watch the whole game. Comes out, and uh, I made the smart decision, just go back to my car around late second quarter, cook up a few hamburgers, and sleep that bad boy off for three hours in the car. Woke up, cracked screen, feeling like shit, had to be, you know, driven back by him all the way home. Just a complete embarrassment of a story. But that that was my, my first um, Bengals experience. Back in the day when it was called Paul Brown. Yeah. I'm old enough to remember so that. last year. Yeah. Yeah. We love you, Clay Snowden. We thank you for every minute you've ever spent with us and our shenanigans. And you are probably collectively our best friend. So for that, we thank you. Bye guys. Thanks. I'll sit See right Clay. Clay. Happy New Bye Clay. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year, Clay. Be sure to follow him on just baseball. He is a hell of a guy and he has been very good to us. His Twitter is what at clay underscore, underscore snow S N O. All right. Let's get into this lightning round and get the hell out of here. All right. There's a lot of weird. Is that the right one? Yeah, who cares? I, yeah. It doesn't matter. Start it up. It really doesn't. Go ahead, Ed. Oh, my first. Oh yeah, Ed, you yeah. put this in there right off the rip. Oh jeez, oh, somebody go first. <laughs> well, this ready. is actually He's one that Jeff to... told me to type okay. in, but yeah, it, it's right. true. But you had the video. Um, yeah, I got I'll, the video. We can jump up. to number two. I'll, I'll, I'll go East Bay. East Bay is shutting down. Apparently, 2023, that's the end of it right now. Their website with the code THANKS70, you get 70% off whatever you can like scrounge together out of there. At this point, it looks a lot like the inside of a TJ Maxx. Uh, things are strewn everywhere, and hopefully they have your size or something that you like. Um, it is, in fact, sad uh, that they're shutting down. I always look forward to getting the catalog. Yeah, it's the end of an era, right? Like, we're all old it enough is. to remember when that was the shit, like, before jordan drop days and all of that you just ordered everything on east bay and yeah. it was taken yeah. care of that was you... before people hoarded pairs of shoes for jordan release days like you had to stand in line and you got a ticket where you could only get one back in the day when i used to work at finish line in high school like i sold a pair of shoes to bj grove back in the day and he was super excited i even went and bought a hat so i could give my dad a, a uc autograph when i was working at finish line in high school but you know i mean it's the end of an era with with East Bay being gone. Like this is, it sucks. It's, it's it's weird as we get older. Like as we lose pieces of our childhood. And this I always is, waited for that for that catalog to come in so I could be like, you know, go into it, and be like, I need this and this and this for baseball season, and then like I need this and you know, like I ordered my my track spikes out of there. I mean everything, every sport I played from the time like I was old enough to realize what a catalog, like a catalog was i was always like mom dad page, i always wanted to page 35 i gotta I always, circle around them yeah i always wanted to order those weighted shoes out of the back of it uh for basketball to make you jump higher i thought for sure that was going to help me and i never i never ordered them oh, I remember they certainly probably don't have any yep. yeah they don't have yeah. any left there's like nothing like seriously like you go to the, like one of my buddies sent me a link and said, "Hey, it's seventy percent off." It was after you guys had like sent the thing that was like, "Oh, it's shutting down." And he's he's like, "Oh, I bought you know 
some sweatpants and a hoodie and some shoes and this whatever. And I get on there and there's like only <laughs> sweat, like only sweatpants left and like men's softball shoes. And yeah, it, I yeah. clicked on men's and there was 14 items left. The only, <laughs> the only, the only kids, the only kids like baseball stuff that was left were like yellow, purple, orange, green baseball belts, like no gloves, nothing. So I don't know if there's been like a sale going on on the site for a while and now it's just like upped all the way to 70% because it's like the stuff nobody wants. Uh, I mean, you can get shorts and joggers and whatever that, like that's also there, but it's sad. You're certainly not going to find a pair of Griffey shoes on there like you could get back in the day. You can, you can end that one and jump to your Waffle House story. It's going to take a minute. I don't know why it does that. Okay, well, the Waffle House thing is buffering. Uh, is J.J. Watt uh, yours? J.J. Watt is it's not retiring. Buffering. Go ahead. J.J. Watt is retiring. This will be his last season. Fraud or Hall of Famer? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he was a three-time defensive player. Of the Easy year. Hall of Famer. Like, like first ballot Hall of Famer. Three he was just on such a horrible team for all those years. He was incredible on a horrible team. Also very injured. And he was very, look at me, Louie. But I will have to also say Hall of Famer. I don't think he was actually a fraud. He yeah, was I think he was. Very weird in the way that he ran his life. The way things went around. But eh. his brother, although, was a fraud. I think the Bengals should offer him uh, a few dollars to stop by for a year. I wouldn't hate it. All right, Waffle House. Jeff and I were watching this video before. Uh, this before video is wild. Aaron came on. It? I've seen it. It's wild. It looks fake. No, yes. It's real. I found more videos. Okay. Hit play. Like, you couldn't do that again if you wanted to. Catching dude. it in one hand like that, and, turning and it, and like behind you, it doesn't that's, even make. I, my arm would be broken. That's why it looks fake. Like, you know the Dane Cook joke about how, like the chick in the stands at the NASCAR race when a tire comes flying in. They're like, "Did you see Pam? She just palmed the tire." That's what just happened right there. She had a yep. metal chair hucked at her face at 100 miles an hour, and she was like. No, thank you. So apparently before that happened, one of the girls jumped over the counter and that same girl who caught the chair threw hands like a like a boxer. And here's that video. That's a bottle. Here she comes over the counter. What? And you'll see the girl and blonde right there. She falls. (laughs) And then she pops in there and just bam, 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 bam. What is it just me? Maybe it's maybe it's the the algorithm. That's a ninja of some sort. I, I think she's a ninja. What the maybe, heck? Maybe it's the algorithm of my current timeline. I'm not really sure. But does anybody else feel like shit's been getting wild at Waffle House in the last like couple weeks? No, always, always. It's always that way at Waffle always. House. Man, dude, I typed in Waffle House on Twitter and 17 videos came up that worked this one. Like, I've I've been to Waffle House many times in college. Hammer. Like always hammer. That's just a trip to Waffle House. Back when you could still smoke cigarettes in Waffle House, 
And I never saw anything like in that. Waffle House. In I think you could. I bet if you smoked a cigarette in a Waffle House, nobody'd say a word. Probably. And, and the, waitress behind the counter smoking in, a cigarette. In 2022, yeah, you'd probably be all right. It's probably the least of their worries, actually. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah, they're, they're worried about getting a chair hooked at them from across the room. All right, uh, Mac Jones. We all saw the lame... Clown. Trash. We, we all saw the lame... Garbage. He's calling it, and, and many other Patriots fans are calling it a block. I'm not sure why, you, why you're trying to block a Bengals blocker uh, on, on an interception return. Or fumble recovery. I'm not even. I don't even remember at this point. Was it? It was an interception, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Interception. So he. What was uh, he blocking? Jer- he Jermaine had the ball. Right. Jermaine Pratt is returning, and Mac Jones is just out here, just throwing a, a illegal, um, blindside, chop block. What are you doing? He was fined. He he was not suspended. He was not in any other way in trouble. He was only fined. $11,139. Now, Dave Portnoy said that uh, it's very obvious from the video, if you go back, that both of his legs just gave out at the same time. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. That's because Dave Portnoy knows all about both of your legs going out at the same time. Like the time that he was kicked out of the Super Bowl and both of his legs went out at the same time. He went completely dead legged. While he was dragged out of the uh, Super Bowl in disguise. He went completely dead leg. Clown. Ugh. Yeah, my game's a bum. Daily ice, ice baths. Have you guys seen this trend on TikTok? I used to take daily cold showers. Like, I used to take daily ice baths when I was running. You don't use time. hot water and it's supposed to like reset you. Yeah, that's what they're saying. It helps with your mental health and helps with winter. Um, you know what, what they you know, you know what they have at higher ground as soon as you walk off the field. Ice baths. I understand staff. that, but there, it's like this trend that happens happening on TikTok, TikTok lately, where people are going out and buying like horse troughs, like those big metal ones you can get at um, tractor supply store, mm-hmm. and you and they're like just leaving it full of water while it freezes outside, and then getting in for like five minutes a day, and they're saying it helps with seasonal depression. Cold showers will do the exact same thing without having to buy a metal. Doesn't trough. have the same effect. I think I might buy a horse trough. I don't. And it. okay. And no, this is golden. Do it. Do I'm it. In. I'm in on Ed buying a horse trough. Oh, and just like <laughs> TikTok and videoing it every day. Set up your GoFundMe for your horse trough, and be ready. Be. be ready to post videos. Yeah. Set up a GoFundMe. All right. Uh, Derwin James ejection. I assume this is you, Aaron. I did put it in there. Derwin James was ejected last night from the San Diego Chargers for a helmet-to-helmet hit on one of the this Colts. Re- one of one of the Colts receivers that was not Alec Pierce. Uh, what did what did you think when you saw the replay? Should he have been ejected, or is this the NFL getting a little too hyper? Should he have been ejected? Hyper protective with so, with the with, with what's been going on with the concussion. He so should I have been kicked back. out of three games. I went back and looked and reviewed it and watched it in slow motion, and then I watched their slow motion on YouTube's then quarter time slow motion. So it was even slower. So Jeff and, determined that he actually launched it, from his left leg and it was it, not targeting. It was actually it developed, a like. It, it proved what I thought happened, uh, and that is that 
his helmet actually ma did make contact. You you can see him accidentally makes contact with his shoulder. Okay. Accidentally, you can see him telling him as he's walking off shoulder, shoulder. Yeah, right. Yeah, he hit him in the shoulder here with the top of his helmet, and it glanced he, off. And it it didn't glance off because he, he hit him so hard. His shoulder. He, he collapsed his shoulder pad all the way down, and then drilled him in the side of the head with with now. They've done this before. This has happened before. They didn't call it on this one. They they got it they got it right on this one. But I think it was against the Bengals. There was one where they said it wasn't because they they determined now that the crown of the helmet is like a six inch circle on the top now. So like if you hit come in sideways or like come off the side of your helmet, it's no longer the crown of the helmet. And that happened. It was in a Bengals game earlier this year, I believe. Or somebody got hit and I thought it was going to be, you know, the personal foul, crown of the helmet, whatever. And they didn't, they, that's when they were like, no, six inch circle on the top. And if they can't determine that if it was the six inch circle on the top, um, but this one, I thought they got right. I mean, he, he was a, he, tried a to kill. he was a missile and he, uh, you know, he probably would have killed him if he didn't hit his shoulder pad first. The right. only, the only issue I have with this is while it was a, a vicious hit, I still don't understand how you're going to kick somebody out of the game for this, but not kick out or in, put in any type of fine or any type of, I don't know, like like any type of uh, discipline. discipline at all for George Pickens. When Tyler Boyd is on the ground, having got an onside kick, and is just there on the ground, and George Pickens just launches himself at him head first, crown first. Like, yeah, I mean, they certainly pick and choose the way that they're going to do things. It's hypocritical. The, the, the hypocrisy is oozing out of the seams of the NFL. It's where the stitches go in on the shield as they're sewing it. That's where the hypocrisy is oozing out of. It's absurd. Get your shit together. Next one's you, Ed. It's not all a conspiracy, Aaron, I promise. Conspiracy. The uh, so I, something I forgot to mention we were talking about earlier. Uh, I traded a bottle of Woodford Preserve for um, re reserve, not preserve. Sorry, uh, for Woodford a preserves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the jam. They, it's a new jam they have. Um, for an autographed Jelly. Barry Larkin bat. That's a good trade. Thank you. You did it. You, you can get a, a bottle of Woodford Reserve at any time. Like. It's not hard to get. Not saying it was a good trade for the other person, but I'm saying it was a good trade for me. Yeah. I Luke agree. Fickle is, is currently coaching the Wisconsin Badgers in their bowl game. And getting lit up on Twitter. Well, he got he got lit up earlier today for the sacrifices that his wife and family had to make for him to take a job where he's making $55 million. But he is he is coaching a game for his new team in their bowl game. Should he be coaching this game? What are your thoughts? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care either. I mean, he's like, had, he's, what, a month with him? there. I mean, he's there. Uh, I assume that means Jim Leonard's not, like, they, he, like, peaced out when he found out he wasn't, like, being retained. No, but he's still there. Is Jim Leonard still, like, is he the head coach and, like, Luke Fickle's just going to, like, follow him around? or? Like, no, Luke's the coach. So what's but Jim Le Leonard, Leonard doing then? Leonard's on staff, right? Yeah, well, he's not yeah. staying on staff, but I think probably he's just still for there. continuity purposes. Yeah, it has to be the most awkward now. situation yeah. on the sideline ever. But like, I, I just legitimately don't. I mean, I don't. 
I know we like send some messages back and forth about like things that we see. I legitimately just don't care anymore. Like, I don't care anymore. Thanks like, for I, what you did I here. Wish, yeah, it was awesome. You. Yeah. Guess what? We're moved on to the new guy. All new right. regime. On the week. Is it training like a damn bum? You know that bum. A bum. You are a bum. You're a bum. And that's all you'll ever be. A bum. Well, that hurts, man. Who's going first? There's Why are bum. you the bum? You're All the right, only well, bum. I'll put it in there. Uh, I am the bum of the week, and I'm going to go ahead and own this one. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, I called Verizon and got super mad with them because I returned Shocker. a internet box um, months ago to them, and all of a sudden, the non-return fee has showed up on my account, and they charged me $200 for it. Um, so I was very livid with them on the phone um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, well, last week we had to have a replacement watch. Parker has a watch. We had to have a replacement watch sent. And um, I went to return that replacement wa- watch, like the, the old one, the one that was broken yesterday. I put the UPS box in a FedEx return box. So it probably won't get to them on time, and I will get another $200 charge. And this time I have no one to blame but myself. So I am the bum who will get a $200 charge on their account this week until, or next week until they receive that new watch. Did you actually send back the other device? The internet device? Yeah. Yeah. And they had notes of it and everything. And they still charge you? Yep. Did you ever get your money back? Yeah. Oh, so what was the big deal then? The fact that they took an extra two hundred dollars out of my account when I wasn't expecting that two weeks before Christmas. Fair, okay. And Did it you wasn't that... deserved, or it was deserved. It wasn't deserved. The box had been sent back to. They got that box back in September. They told me. Well, oh yeah, well, no, we got that back in September. Not sure why that was charged on your account all of a sudden. And hmm. then you shouldn't have had to bitch anybody out. That should have been a pretty easy conversation when they wasn't. Back it it wasn't at dates. Did they, did they immediately rectify it by putting the money back in your account? Yes, but at the money they took out two weeks. No, no, they did not immediately rectify it by putting the money back in my account. It credited my next bill. Okay, that so helps then, out. For, I mean, you're putting everything on Christmas on credit cards anyway, right? So it just becomes... I don't have credit cards. Is this first world problems, Ed? Anyways, all I'm trying to say is I chewed out a Verizon employee, and now I've done something that was foolish and would you and now, say it's would you say it's karma karma no uh i think it's karma aaron wrap this thing up don't know what else you'd call it <laughs> Thanks, i agree i agree that's rough on ed because he's an asshole you never chewed out a customer service person before? No, because that's my entire career Get out of prior here. to this. Get out of customer service. Mine too. And I don't usually chew people out on customer service until, until, until Big. there's a whole thing that had to go. They, they transferred me to seven different departments. I had to okay, tell the story so seven different times. It is. It's Big 12 Karen up there. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, I give I, you guys a shortened version of it. I give you guys a shortened version of hypocrisy it. Hypocrisy yeah. also oozing out of all of Ed's seams, along with the NFL shield. That's right fine. up there. There you go. That's Big fine. 12, Karen. Let's That's go. fine. No, that was another happen. episode of Pardon the Punctuation. We thank Clay Snowden for giving us a, load of bull crap. an hour and a half of his time tonight. 
We thank Chad for chiming in with his comments as always. Join us again next Tuesday for another episode of Pardon Punctuation 915. We'll see you then. Bye. Ba-da-ba-ba.